what the fuck was that like, clown I was like, toy? Is she gonna start fucking the clown toy? Welcome to Sex in the Cinema, the podcast that strips down the celluloid to the real reason you watched that movie. Welcome to Sex in the Cinema. I just had to open it that way. I like that. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Tori. I'm Maggie. Well, the theme of this episode is blood-sucking sapphic seduction. So we are covering some films from the subgenre of lesbian vampire films <laughs> in honor of Halloween. This is like... I know. What dreams are made of. Maggie, I think lesbian vampire would be a good career for you. I think I am a lesbian vampire. I think you might be too. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So we are covering three films. The first being Vampires, which is the 1975 film directed by Jose Ramon Larez. I think I'm hopefully saying that right. And then the infamous slash famous Vampiros Lesbos directed by Jesus Franco. And then... Finally, we're going to conclude with Daughters of Darkness, the 1971 film by Harry Kumel. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I guess, like, what do you think it is about the lesbian vampire that is I think so it's, titillating? It's, okay, so I think it's because it's empowering. Like, I think, like, a woman as a vampire is, like, so fucking powerful Yeah. And it's just like seduction and darkness and they're in control and like people are their victims instead of like other way around where like the women are the victims, the women are the objects. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that the woman is seeing like a man as an object or for a source of energy or like feed Mm -hmm. and like seduces them, outsmarts them, has lived forever. Like it's just, I just think it's just so empowering. Like I think it's sexy and a very like feminist way yes that is interesting I mean I was kind of feeling that as well I mean I'm a you know boring completely heterosexual woman I would say but I do love these movies I think because we have female protagonists Mm -hmm. and they do seem empowering it to a certain extent but I thought it was interesting all of these films are directed by men of course and a lot of them have a very voyeuristic male Mm -hmm. gaze Mm -hmm. to the way that they're shot Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first two films that we're covering, Vampiros, Lesbos, and Vampires, I mean, they're the first true, like, exploitation, sexploitation films mm-hmm. that we're covering on this podcast. Yeah. You know, so there's that element of it. So, anyway, should we just dig into Vampires? Yeah. All right, Maggie, may we have a plot summary, right, please? Yes. Vampires. I think it's Vampires. Vampires. Oh, my God. I like saying Vampires. Okay, you can say Vampires. No. <laughs> I'm going to call one of these characters a completely different name throughout the whole movie, so get ready for that. Okay. Two bisexual vampires charm unwary victims into joining them at their castle for a midnight snack and more. In a nutshell, erotic, dreamlike, and graphic. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. This movie is the closest to softcore porn. Like, out of all of these movies, slash, like, all the movies we've done thus far... Oh, this, this is podcast. the most, yeah, this is the most That's why I'm, like, scenes. so anxious about, like, doing this movie, because I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Okay, we're going to do it together. Okay, so Midnight Snack. I don't know what the fuck that is about. They're well, never I like these that. people we're gonna, food. That's going to be our code word for stuff. All right, so I guess let's just dig in. Yeah. Well, the movie opens immediately with a sex scene. Yes. So we see two women, a blonde and a brunette. In bed, they are boobs, completely naked, making out. They're kissing, and it's, like, very, like, butterfly kissing-ish, like, very, like, teasingly. Um, And then someone just comes in with a gun and murders both of them. them. And we cut to this couple in a camper. They're driving through the countryside, and they see a brunette woman in a cloak just waiting by the side of the road. Just fucking hanging and out. And <laughs> she, the girl, 
sees another woman in the trees. Yeah. Kind of like the blonde woman just kind of like also in a cloak. They're just both. Just like lurking We know what's there. going on. And, of course, like, the fucking boyfriend is, an is like, idiot. I, didn't, I didn't see anything. Dude, like, also, he gaslights her. Dick's the that. There's so much gaslighting from the men in these movies. It's like, so crazy. Like, you're, it's just a dream. It is, no, it is ridiculous. <laughs> like, these turd Ferguson men, oh, whatever. So, funny. so, they drive by, and they're like, that's weird. And then they, like, go and, like, get in their little camper. That's, like, whatever. outside of the state, right? Yeah. Uh, I, this is like a, which is a weird. I don't thing. know. Like I don't think like they're going to like an established camping ground. Yeah, but it's like, like, like by the house. Yeah, it's totally it's weird. weird. And also, they're like, look at that house. It's like motherfuckers. That is a castle. But anyway, I have a note about uh-huh. this girl. Her character's name is Harriet. I think she, Harriet's the girlfriend. Harriet's right? the girlfriend of the non the, yeah, the yeah. couple. She looks like a combination of Paul Dano. And a young Princess Diana. Okay, I could see that. <laughs> right? For sure. Okay. And maybe with like a little bit of Pat Benatar thrown in there. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I'm calling her Paul Dano Diana throughout this entire podcast. Okay. okay. I like it. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Paul Dano Diana and her boyfriend are in this camper, and in the middle of the night, Paul Dano Diana, she's like sensing something off the whole time. Like she, women's her intuition, intuition is on fucking fire. Of course. So, anyway, in the middle of the night, she sees like some bloody hand. <laughs> Like, come up against their camper window. And, of course, the boyfriend is like, you're seeing things. So, we see that. That's the first, like, like moment. <laughs> and then we see the brunette lady lurking again. She cracks me up. Fran. Okay, so we Fran. find out her name is Fran. Yeah. She's, like, so basically what these two women are doing, they're doing, like, kind of a team-up con where they track, they, they hitchhike. They track their prey. They track their prey, and what they do, the way they do this is they get picked up by men, like, single men. Yeah, and of course. Being tr- pretending horny. to be hitchhikers. Yeah. And then they lead them back I love this. to the house, They're to the like, castle, they do where they, they look, where they do all their 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 stuff. I don't remember what the fuck this middle aged man's Neither name do I. is. He's, he let's just call him Paul. Okay, <laughs> so Fran gets picked up by this guy named Paul. Messing so she like so. takes him off road, and he's like, "Where are we going?" And she's like, "Oh, it's just up here," and. <laughs> They arrive at the castle, and she, like, invites him inside, and it's like, this place is still somehow dark in the daytime. So she leads him into her room. Like her den. Her her den, like her bedroom, which is, like, sumptuous and decorated, and, like, there's, like, feathers and lace and velvet and satin. She, like, gives him wine. That's also, like, another trope that we're seeing here. Is wine. Is, like, wine with, like, magic or, like, roofies in it or something. Yeah, it's, like, well, it's blood magic. Right, and, like, how they kind of, like, start incapacitating their victims a little bit. I mean, it does feel pretty rapey. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So, let's get into this first sex scene. She seduces him. They start, first we see, like, they kind of, like, start making out it seems like he gets kind of rough but like he's aggressively kissing he is a horrible kisser okay so like Like dude it is so disgusting the kissing in this movie it's like too hard and it seems like apoplectic okay it cuts away to like the after sex basically reverse cowgirl then they get going again and he there's like a lot of like near or actual nipple sucking in this Uh he like goes down her chest sucks both nips cut to her fucking and full-on backwards cowgirl oh yeah i don't remember the last time i've seen that like on screen since like Californication. Oh my that god. The show with I David Duchovny. I don't think I've ever seen that on like, screen. Like, holy yet. shit, dude. Like, this is gratuitous. I love as cowgirl. Fuck. So gratuitous. So, yeah, she's doing backwards cowgirl on him, and then they like switch to missionary and like 
But also, like, he's not... Dude, he is disgusting. And I'm like, she just feels, like, performative. I mean, she is hot. He disgusts me. This man, he looks like... First of all, he's just, like, gross already. And his his style in bed just seems Ew. disgusting. Like it seems just so like takey takey. Take and also just like <gasps> yeah, like like lots gross, of like, like aggressive like, like a, his like ha- a hairy middle aged tonguey tornado. Yeah, and when I was looking, like, uh, yes, like <laughs> it's like are you in high school, it's man? So like gross. your lips are like stiff. <laughs> and like pursed and like you're just your tongue is like yeah a like torpedo. I was just like imagining how cringy she felt filming that probably. I don't well maybe, I, I don't, don't know, know. I like, was cringing like I was like ooh I was just like you're ruining it man like yeah. you're ruining this and mm-hmm. I don't know like why did they cast this guy I like know. I just I don't know after sex like she kind of like immobilizes him somehow. She's he like, seems incapacitated. Yeah, she's feeding off him. Right, a bit. So like and then there's like this whole thing where there's like something behind the door. You know, she tells him there's no one else there. It's his her girlfriend. It's it's yes, it's the blonde one who we later find out her name is Miriam. I also thought it was really funny that their names were Fran and Miriam. <laughs> I was expecting it to be like Bathsheba and like <laughs> Like something, something more else bi- biblical or like, you know, so he wakes up and he's got like a cut mm-hmm. on his arm or it looks like a laceration. It's not yeah. bleeding like that profusely. Yeah, because she's right. Right. There's this whole thing through this where like the police keep finding like dead guys in cars, you know, and it's like it's set up to look like a car crash. Mm-hmm. Paul tries to escape. He gets his, gets in his car and he like tries to drive away and he falls asleep. Escape attempt, a failure. Yeah. Fran finds him in his car. This time she has two other people with her. Oh, yeah. And she's like, these are my friends. This is Miriam and her friend, air quotes, friend, uh-huh. who's this guy named Rupert that Miriam picked up. Yeah. Also. So they're bringing both men back for a little quad. A little party. A little, a little, yes, a little, a snack party. Snack party. They've got, Midnight you know, snacks. They, they've got Doritos. They've got Sun Chips. They've got, they've got, got Pringles. They've got Sour Patch yeah. Kids. You know, lots of Mountain Dew. <laughs> you know? Okay. They bring the two dudes Midnight back. Snacks. Yes, for Midnight Snacks. They all drink... <laughs> The wine. The so, wine. Yes. So Fran tells Miriam Rupert to, like, go get the wine from the cellar so she can be with Paul, disgusting man. Yeah. He asks about Miriam, and she's like, oh, she's my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. We have a lot in common. And he kind of just, like, doesn't Dumb. block it. Yeah. So we have another fucking sex scene with Fran and this disgusting man. So she, like, strips down in front of him. She does this, like, several times. Yeah. Boobs. It is very, very gratuitous. Then he's, like, out of it, and we see her, like, sucking, feeding from that cut. Yeah. And also, these vampires don't have fangs in any of these movies. No. I've noticed. There's no, like, fang action Mm -hmm. happening. It's just, like, my canines are sharp enough. Yeah. So... Fran like walks down the hall at some point and she finds Miriam. Yeah. Oh, Miriam's yeah. like all out of it and she's it's like, like disheveled. Like oh, she's too full. Did, yeah, did she OD on the blood? I thought I was thinking too many I Pringles. was like she's too full on the midnight snacks. She like, is, she's yeah. like, you know, she got to take a nap. Oh nap. wait, now I understand what a snack means. It's because they ate him. I thought it was just a bad plot summary. Whoa. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, oh basically, she finds Miriam in the hallway, and Miriam's like, oh, like, she, she's like, out of she it. She just ate. She ate way too much. She's like Thanksgiving. Yeah, she's totally. like, she's right like after Thanksgiving. She's like, food coma'd out. And then he, And she's like, Miriam. And then they both go in, and they find Paul, and he's like, they both feed on him at the same time. Yeah. Miriam, like, but I'm like, how can she, I thought she was full. 
Yeah, I don't know. She had she she made more room for that she bloody got, pumpkin pie. Fran just inspired her. But basically, with Rupert, they like take him out in a body bag. Somehow, they like set him up like in his car, so it looks like he got in a car crash. Yeah. All right. So we cut to my favorite the scene. next sex scene. So it is Miriam and Fran in the shower again. There is like nip sucking. So like Miriam is like sucking on Fran's nipples, and then she like goes we assume like she starts to like go down her body and it is inferred that she's miriam is eating fran's puss yeah again like then she comes back up there's like a lot of like loose tongue butterfly licking type Mm -hmm. thing like you know and, and just like in this movie in general like with the two of them and it's almost like do you guys like does this director think that's what lesbian yes, sex absolutely. looks like absolutely yeah it's like very like male fantasy yes like, oh but i'm like yes yes and what it looks like there in this scene especially there are certain shots that look very voyeuristic as mm-hmm. if like someone is spying on them mm-hmm. in the shower. Yeah. The kissing, though, like, the tongue stuff for me was just, like, kind of funny. Uh, me too! Like, what is up with like, the I was kissing like, in this movie? I don't know. It was just so bizarre. I don't know. But anyway, okay, so then we cut to, like, Paul, Dano, Diana. She's, like, wandering around the, the grounds. Like, she is basically lurking where she shouldn't be. And she's, like, painting their house... Like, from, it's like, are you on their property? Like, I don't know if they're supposed to be here. That's what I'm saying. I think their camper was, like, on (laughs) Like, you're supposed to go to designated parking spots. So, in a way, you guys deserve to be fucked with by these vampires because you are trespassing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, on their property and they're just like, oh, what's happening? Like, excuse me. So, anyway... Fran and Miriam find her, and instead of telling her, be like, yo, get off our lawn, this is our private property, (laughs) Fran is like, I always knew we'd find each other. And And then then I was like, what the fuck? Right, exactly. And then Paul, Dano, Diana, like, just stares. Like, she doesn't... But then she rubs her forehead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, what's on her fucking forehead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Who is this woman? I, I... Uh, again, yes, and that never really gets like, answered. They don't. So let's go to the next sex scene. So Fran finds fucking Paul like in the wine cellar basement. So she takes him back upstairs. She does the same strip tease, like boobs, everything. Like, this is all I need to get these men to do what I want. So this time. Miriam walks in and they make out like okay so then they both start feeding on him so Mm -hmm. we're getting like kind of a threesome action well no it's a full on threesome honestly they get naked yeah they get naked and they're like making out with each other with their like bloodied lips Miriam strips down, yeah, boobs. I, I Miriam was my, I, I loved also, her. Also, like, Miriam, I feel like, was, like, kind of getting jealous. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, had this man for too long. Right, it, exactly. And in that shower scene, she's like, just get rid of him. Yeah, she's like, I'm fucking over this. Yeah, and that's another thing about these movies that we're gonna see, especially in Vampiros Lesbos. Uh-huh. These women are very territorial Oh, yeah. And obsessive (laughs) over their lesbian partner of choice. Or sometimes they're victim of choice. Uh During this threesome also, like, Miriam and Fran are, like, feeling each other up. We do see Bush. Mm -hmm. Miriam lays down Fran and, like, it looks like she starts eating her out for a second. A little bit. Yeah. And then, like, the Paul middle-aged man wipes out. Like, we don't really, like, he's just, you know, whatever. Um... And then... They just start to feed on him. Yes, yes. So then Miriam and Fran are at it again. They pick up some other guy who's like the wine guy. Oh, the wine guy. The wine guy. He was so funny. Dude, the wine guy was great. (laughs) So they, they bring this wine guy home. And then we cut to this sex scene, another sex scene, but this time it's Paul, Dano, Diana, and her boyfriend in the trailer. And basically, like, Paul Dano Diana turns around, turns off the lamp, strips off her shirt. We see, like, some side boot and, like, some butt cleavage. And then she, like, gets into bed with him and they're, like, having sex and we see, like, some boobs Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, another sex scene. We go straight into another sex scene. So much sex. Miriam and Fran take the wine guy guy down to the wine cellar. Uh 
wine or Fran <laughs> wine starts making out with him. No, Fran starts. <laughs> well, they basically are making yeah, out with yeah. wine. <laughs> so Fran starts making out with the wine guy and Miriam at the same time. Then wine guy pulls Fran's dress down and again and like, like sucks on her boob a little bit. She has the nicest titties. Yes, they they are nice. Then Miriam starts making out with him and then she bites him. Yeah. So middle-aged man Paul, or whatever his name is, he, like, again tries to escape, and he finds the couple in their trailer, and, like, you know, like, they're like, we'll get him to a hospital. Then, so, like, they're planning to leave. Then Miriam and Fran find them, and they kill Paul Dano, Diana's boyfriend. Good. Thank God. (laughs) And then... Fran and Miriam snatch Paul Dano Diana and they like force her home to the cellar. She's screaming. They strip her naked. Yeah. So we see Paul Dano Diana like completely naked. Uh-huh. And then Fran comes with a knife and, and like, slits, slits Paul it. Dano Diana's throat. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, it gets really chaotic. Yes. No, it totally does. Like, so then, just, like they're just like add more. It's add yeah, more. it's crazy. So then middle-aged man Paul is still trying to get away. Then Miriam and Fran, like, I don't understand. They're like, we must go now. And then together they, like, run away through the graveyard at the end of the movie. And then we have our surprise ending where middle-aged man Paul wakes up in his car again. And there's, like, this old couple and some real estate guy there. And they're talking about how that house was supposedly haunted by those two women. By those two women who were murdered and there's ghosts. So like it was like he went into this black hole to the supernatural world. Okay. Like a portal. I was like, okay, they're vampires, obviously. This is what I was thinking, because then I was like, okay, they were fucking murdered. It shows them being murdered at the beginning. Yes, exactly. Then I was like, well then how did they become vampires? Uh-huh. Like, there's just, like, a lot of, like, little... Plot holes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, and then they just became vampires, and then they were just, like, so, like, vengeful and, like, hungry to, like, kill men. Right. Well, and then what I didn't understand, and what I thought we got robbed on, okay, why did they kill Paul Dano Diana? I was waiting this whole like, time. what was their purpose? I know, and I was waiting this whole time for a lesbian sex scene, a lesbian threesome with the three of them. I thought they were going to try to induct Paul Dano Diana Come with us. into their whole well, vampire life, and well, she was going to be, like, well, number three. As we both know from watching these shows, there's no three. There's only yeah, two. Yeah, there is. There's there only, is two, only with two until one gets vampires. bored of the other one. Yeah, it's and only two. Yeah. There's no three. Yeah. All right, any final thoughts about vampires? Castles with midnight snacks. There we go. Okay. Let's move on to <laughs> Vampiros Lesbo. So yeah. this was made by Jesus Franco, who is an extremely prolific sort of exploitation, sexploitation director. I think he's made over like 100 films in his lifetime. Big, big time guy in, yeah. in this this sort of exploitation, sexploitation film world. And another thing that we that oh. we need to talk about is the score of this movie. So this was like a huge. You've probably heard parts of it before. Oh if yeah. You haven't you know you've probably I've seen heard it. The, yeah. Like there's scenes. Yeah. It's yeah. Like so you very inspirational. Well, and also just it was like huge. It was yeah. in the zeitgeist. Okay, Maggie, may we have a plot summary, please? Yes. Linda is an American living in Istanbul. 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 It's in Turkey. Oh, my God, Turkey. After having a reoccurring dream in which she is seduced by a gorgeous vampire, Linda is sent to a small island for her work. There she meets and is actually seduced by Countess Nadine, a dark, beautiful nightclub owner whom she immediately recognizes as the seductress from her dreams. When the conniving Dr. Seward learns of this, he contacts Linda, hoping to use her to become undead himself. Right. Okay. This movie opens once again with a sex scene, but this one is like, it's a little different. It's not two people having sex. It's It's a performance art burlesque routine. obsessed yes so we it is this beautiful brunette woman named who we find out later is countess nadine Mm -hmm. and she is doing like a dance 
sort of. So they're She's telling everyone what she is. Yes. No, this is Nadine's Tuesday night. Yeah. You know, like this is just what she does. She's like Every single night, 100%. She's kind of like dancing in front of a mirror. And then there's this naked blonde woman standing up mm-hmm. who looks like she's a mannequin. I love that. Or too. like a I doll or something. Yeah, like an object. Yeah. So Nate, and then there's this like candelabra mm-hmm. and with red candles. So Nadine, like, dances around this woman she like caresses her ass and boob it's always like very kind of worshipful nadine is kind of wearing like a peekaboo like she's in lingerie this Mm -hmm. whole time so it's like a burlesque routine she's kind of like in this like one of those peekaboo bras where you can see the nipples so she like caresses this mannequin and then she take nadine takes off her underwear and puts it on the mannequin Mm -hmm. and then she kind of like worshipfully goes up to the the intensity of this woman i'm gonna get to in a second dude wow okay so then she kisses, like, she starts to, like, kiss the mannequin, and then we see the mannequin's arm move. Yeah. Well, it's not a mannequin. It's, like, a performer, I guess. Uh-huh. Another woman or maybe some woman that she's in- <laughs> incapacitated mentally and is just there as her performance partner. I don't know. I don't know. But then this, it's like you realize, like, oh, my God, it's not a mannequin, and that's, like, the surprise to the audience. Yeah. Then the... The cutaway to Linda, though, is okay, hilarious. Okay, so Linda is... what? So Linda and her cuck boyfriend, Omar are like watching this performance at like this nightclub and Linda is like all turned up. So anyway, it turns out that Linda is like, she works at some kind of legal firm where she goes to the countess to discuss an inheritance. So she travels to this island where the countess lives, Mm -hmm. Countess Nadine. It's kind of like it's a, my dream house. Well, and it's like, she actually has two houses on this island. Yeah. She has like her family's ancestral castle. Uh-huh. And then she, and has, then she has this sort of mid-century modern oh, like, vacation so cool. home. Yeah, it's it's very, very cool with like a pool and everything. So Linda sees the Countess for the first time. She's sunbathing. Yeah. She looks awesome. Well, like, also the aesthetic, the vibe, yeah. the costume, the makeup. The colors, like, it's just such a beautiful film, like, just with that alone. The Countess is like, oh, like, why don't we go for a swim before we get down to business? So they go swimming. Linda doesn't bring her bathing suit. Of course not. And so she goes naked, and then they're, like, lying on the beach sunbathing naked together. Like, immediately, Nadine gets, like, super clingy. With Scorpio. 100%. And they keep cutting to images of a Scorpio. They cut, this is why I was thinking Scorpio, but I say cut to images of Scorpio to represent her. Nadine is a fucking Scorpio. She is clingy. She is like all, yeah, she is hot. Also, her voice is so. Okay, so that's the next thing I have. I really love that they picked an actress with like this deep voice and you don't when you see her you, you don't expect think her voice to hear like that, that voice come out and do you I, think that's her natural voice i think that is absolutely her natural voice and i think that was really really great casting <laughs> so cool another thing i want to mention is there's that guy lurk that, that guy morpho with the sunglasses and is he's kind of like her bodyguard dude i was like i want to get a black male Pomeranian, and I'm going to name him Morpho. That's great. Inspired by this fucking I think that's a perfect... Yeah, because he's like her little... He's her toady. He's like her bodyguard, her personal security. Yeah, little puppy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So after they go swimming, they like have dinner. She plies Linda with wine. Once again, we have like this tainted roofie wine, whatever the hell is going on with this. Vampire wine. And Linda like immediately gets like, she's immediately like out of it. Like she kind of like collapses on the table. She clocks out. Yeah, she does. (laughs) So we cut to the next sex scene. Linda wakes up in a bed in this mid-century modern vacation house. house. The Countess. My favorite. She comes in with blood on her mouth in this this scene Linda doesn't doesn't that does not raise a red flag for Linda, yeah, Linda Nadine comes into the room of this woman. Linda like wakes up from her sleep and stands up and then Miriam as opposed to taking her or, uh, not Miriam sorry Nadine as opposed to taking her to the bed lays Linda down on the floor she better for her back I guess. So Linda's <laughs> top is like untied. Miriam like starts caressing her 
chest. She, like, removes her shirt. She gets to second base. Mm-hmm. And then she lays Linda down on the floor and removes her pants. We see Bush. Mm-hmm. And then the Countess herself gets naked. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, it's just, like, these butterfly kisses. Like, it just seems kind of, like, weak sauce to me. Mm-hmm. So then the Countess bites her, bites Linda, and then Linda kind of, like, it seems like sexual ecstasy for both kind. Like, I I, you know, it's like, you can't really tell, like, it's like pain. That's the whole thing with vampires. Yeah. That's the vibe. So then Linda, (laughs) so then Nadine just... Just walks out and Linda wakes alone, wakes up alone, yeah. naked on the floor. She's like, "That's, That's not, not very nice." It's not Nadine. That was also like that was not what a loving partner does. No, Nadine. No, God, so she Nadine just like it exhibits all of the classic stereotypical Scorpio traits. Not the, the the darker side of Scorpio, obviously. Yes, yeah. it's a vampire. Yes, absolutely. Clingy. Jealous, territorial, obsessive, yeah. Yeah. extremely intense. Yeah, sexual. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I'm not trying to slam Scorpios here. My brother and sister and my youngest nephew are Scorpios. We have a lot of Scorpios in my family. Yeah. They are all wonderful people. Okay, so we get to the other important female character in this, this? movie, which is Agra. That's so, her name, Agra? Agra. So, poor Agra, dude. Dude, poor Agra. So Agra is in like this fancy ass private She's clinic rich. that the doctor that we meant that Maggie mentioned in the plot summary owns. I think he's housing vampire victims of this yeah, vampire. He's and obsessed. It, yeah, and it turns out it's because he actually wants to be a vampire. Yeah, a little bit. So. Agra, yes, we find out she's kind of like Nadine's former lover, and she is, she's always having, like, these fits. She Orgasm fits. Well, and also, she is a classic representation of a hysterical woman. So, like, when we talk about hysteria, that was sort of, like, the lazy diagnosis in psychology for any type of woman had a problem. I think it's because she was tied to Nadine. Like, that's where... Oh, it was in this case. Yeah, like, physically, like, tied to her... And I was like, it feels, it's like when a woman, like, can't stop having orgasms. It's like a thing. Like, it's like, like oh, it's, it's like, like almost a form painful. Of, it's like, a form it's like, of, I think there's a form of epilepsy. It's like something where it's just like, they're just always uh-huh. coming. No, there was an episode of Grey's Anatomy about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, like, yeah. Where she was just like, always like, in this state of like. Of orgasm. Yeah. And like, frustration. And yeah. whatever. Okay, so then Linda I wakes up. Nadine. Nadine's a bitch. I, dude, Nadine is. She's kind of a selfish like she's hot she is she's trouble man nadine is trouble so anyway (laughs) linda wakes up in that same clinic i don't know how she got there yeah i was like what yeah and she like she's all like out of it she doesn't even know her name eventually like omar finds her and like gets her out so then we cut to the scene with nadine and she's like having a therapy session with Morpho. Like, I don't know. She's, like, laying back on her bed, and Morpho is there, and she's talking about her history. So this is actually really, really interesting. This is when we get to know her. Yes. Years and years and years, like, hundreds of years ago, (laughs) hundreds of years ago, Nadine was in that castle, like, her family's ancestral castle. There was, like, a war going on. There was raping and pillaging. Soldiers broke into the house. They started to rape her. She was a virgin. Then Count Dracula shows up. Mm-hmm. He murders the the guy that was raping her, mm-hmm. and then he feed like he ends up feeding on her, and he becomes obsessed with her. Makes and then her. eventually he converts her into a vampire. And then it kind of seems like he kind of forced her into being his lover mm. for years and years and mm. years. And she hated it. And she's mm-hmm. like, I hate men. Mm-hmm. I still hate men. Mm-hmm. Etc. Etc. So, like, there is some trauma in yeah. Nadine's background, which I thought was really interesting. That they get, I, I liked that they gave the complexity of to it. her character. Yeah, I like yeah. that too. Yeah. In the same like therapy session, she's like, "I'm in love with Linda." Again, classic Scorpio gets super infatuated and intense. So anyway, Linda, like, okay, she like dumps her cup. Well, I don't know, Omar. <laughs> Fucking Omar, he's, like, out of the picture. Linda goes back to Nadine. She must take a... Oh, no, she finds Nadine in her castle this time, in her second home, not her vacation home, in her, like, actual home. Yeah. So this time, Linda drinks blood 
with Nadine. And, like, Nadine kind of, like, tricks her into it. Like, she was like, that and was then blood. The, this blood. Yeah, yeah. And it's she's like, like cause She's, like, obsessed. She's you were like, not honest with me. You're They are not communicating. Yeah. Linda's like, I'm so, what, bitch? This relationship is doomed. Oh, it's toxic as fuck. It is so toxic. Let's get to our next sex scene. Jesus Christ. Ugh, okay, I'm, I'm about to get exhausted. Just like I had sex eight times with... Okay, so this time Linda tops Nadine. Good for you, Which Linda. I thought was cool. So Nadine lays on the bed. Linda, like, pulls Nadine up her is... gorgeous black lace silk or black lace dress. Oh. Again, the clothes, I can't even... The colors. I yeah. want all of them. I want this entire wardrobe. Again, like, more, like, nipple sucking. Linda kisses down Nadine's stomach, and then it seems like Linda is going down on Nadine this yeah, time. Yeah, that's right, Nadine. Yeah. yeah, anyway. Okay, so meanwhile, in the doctor's clinic, Agra is having another fit. It's like she knows that, Lin- or that, that Nadine is cheating on her. She's, like, jealous as fuck. Oh, totally. And she's, like... She's energetically tied. She's, like, you freaking feel it. Well, and, and what's weird is, like, okay, so, like, Agra's kind of having, like, this sexual fit dream, but she's holding on to this, like, clown that toy. That looks like a fucking dildo, bro. Like, what the fuck was that like, clown toy? Like, I was, like, toy? is she gonna start... Fucking the clown toy. <laughs> no, and it's like, why did they put that in the I scene? It was why did they? So funny. Why did they? Maybe because she's the clown. Because she's, she's been the, clowned. She's the fool in this situation. Oh, she's oh, being God, clowned dude. so hard. That's too real, dude. She's about to masturbate with that clown she's toy. She's gonna fuck the clown toy. Though. Yeah, I don't. I don't fucking know. Okay. Agra wakes up screaming, being like, she has, is sensing that she has officially been She's lost. She's for, been for Linda. She's, she's been replaced. The energetic vampire tie. Yes. Cord has been cut. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nadine comes to this clinic. She appears there and like that, that doctor man, he's like, I want you to convert me. And she's like, no. And then Morpho kills him. Yeah. Thank you, Morpho. Yeah. So then... We love Morpho. Nadine... Uh, yeah, I'm pro-Morpho. I'm team Also, Morpho. Morpho's, like, low-key hot. He is low-key hot. I was mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. So Nadine teleports through Agra's door. Yeah. And Agra thinks, like, Nadine is coming gonna, back to her. And then Nadine her. is like, I came to say goodbye. <sighs> and Agra's... Chills! Like, I just got to all upset, and then Nadine just disappears. She teleports away. Yeah, she doesn't care. Linda yeah. runs to Nadine's island, and... Nadine is like dying now for some But I'm like reason. why? I don't know. She's like I'm so hungry and like she like, hasn't she, fed in a bit. I I yeah, I don't know. And she's like it's the end for me. And Linda's like how can I help? And she's like I need to drink your blood. Mm. And Linda's like no, then I'd be yours. Mm. So like Linda is like setting a boundary. Linda's yeah. Linda doesn't want to be owned by Nadine. I don't know. I would. I yeah, I don't I don't know. I know, but I need my independence. Yeah, and like Nadine's like all clingy and and controlling. She also just kind of like left. What's her name in the dust? Oh yeah, Agro. Dude, Nadine's a bitch. No, Nadine. I would like to have sex with Nadine. Yeah, Nadine's a one and done. You know, have a good time. No, maybe like a little, like a couple months. Well, and you know she's gonna get really clingy afterwards. She's gonna be like texting you all the time, and eventually you're gonna have to block her. (gasps) Scary. Yeah, Linda ends up killing Nadine. With a stake in the heart, and then Omar finds Nadine. Oh, and then after Linda kills Nadine with a stake in the heart, poor Mofo kills himself too. Love Nadine. Stake in the heart. I, I know. I think like he had a, Yeah, he did. He did kiss Nadine on the lips, and then no, he killed Morpho. himself with the same stake. Morpho, I think he just had like unrequited love the yeah. whole time. Okay, this is also what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about karma. I'm thinking if you're gonna go around Nadine, just fucking all these women. Leaving them in the dust. You're going to meet your match. Her name is Linda. You're going to be madly in love with her. And Linda is going to murder you. Yeah. Because that's karma. Yeah. 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 Good. Good. Nadine got what she deserved, honestly. She's a fucking bitch. Yeah. So then... Omar finds Linda. Linda's, like, all out of it. He, like, picks her up. And then we see the movie ends. We see them leaving on a boat. And Omar keeps telling her it was all a dream. God, what the fuck is going on with these films? And the men being like, it was a dream. It's not real. You're dumb. 
Dude, just gaslighting women. Always gaslighting women. What we need is like a really great lesbian vampire film directed by a female director. That's really what we need. Yes. Yeah. That's that's what this world means. Yeah. But anyway, any final thoughts about Vampiros Lesbos? Oh, God. Just like a true source of like inspiration. Yeah. 10 out of 10. All right. Let's move on to Daughters of Darkness. DOD. I would argue this is the most highbrow of the films. Like, it's not sexploitation. It's not exploitation. This is the closest to true art house cinema. Yeah. Maggie, may we have a plot summary, please? Yes. Newlyweds stop at a posh French hotel on their way to England. They meet a beautiful red-lipped woman whom the hotel owner swears had been there 40 years ago, even though she hasn't aged. She introduces herself as Countess of Bathory, and folks begin to wonder. Yes. Also, this is in Belgium, I'm pretty sure, not France. I know, I don't know why it says France. What the fuck is wrong with that person? Anyway, once again, this movie opens immediately with a sex scene. This time it is of newlywed couple Stefan and Valerie. They are fucking on a train. They're on their honeymoon. We see boobs. It's pretty, again, more nipple sucking. It's pretty graphic. It is. It's pretty realistic, mm-hmm. I think. Stefan is an asshole. Stefan is a motherfucking... He is, I hate him. He is such an asshole. Okay, so like, they... What they, is the fucking... What is going on? I don't know. So like, we see them in bed after they're fucking, and she's like, do you love me? And he's like, no. Do you love me? And she's like, of course I don't. And it kind of seems like she's joking around a little bit more. I don't know. He's dick. He's cold throughout this entire movie. He's a psychopath. He is a psychopath. Like, literally a psychopath. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, the train stops. But they had just... The other thing is, is like, they had just gotten married. No, they had just gotten but married. But they didn't really know each other that well. No, it kind of seems like an elopement sort of, yeah, like, you know, like last minute decision. Love bombing. Yeah. Okay, so their train stops because, like, the tracks get derailed. So they're like, oh, shit, we're not going to make the boat to England. Why are they taking a boat? This is the 70s. I don't know. Boats are cool. They end up stopping in Ostand, which is, or Ostand, which is a seaside town, but it's off season. It's the winter time. So I love the setting of Mm. this where it's kind of unsettling. It's desolate, you know? And so the gorgeous hotel they stop at, it's like completely deserted. Uh There's, is the the fucking concierge the only guy working there? Also a dream honeymoon. No one at the hotel. Just you guys. I really do think the concierge is the only guy working there. Like, is he like making the beds too? Like, where's the chef? Who's preparing the food? He's, he's just a multi-talented Yeah, and man. he's also, like, the bartender. He does like, everything. Everything. So there's this whole thing, like, this point of tension between Valerie and Stefan where he won't tell his mom about her. Because he's, like, an aristocrat. Like, he's supposed to be, he's, like, an uh, aristocrat. And the mom wouldn't approve of him. So this, like, whole time Valerie's like, please call your mother, please tell your mother, please tell your mother. And he's like, mother already hates you without knowing you exist. Like, he's a fucking asshole. Like, excuse me. There's why are you so many man? red flags? Like, <sighs> run run for the hills. Yeah, whatever. Run for the fucking hills. So they're having dinner. He's, like, avoiding the conversation. Enter Countess Bathory. Badass bitch. And her, air quotes, friend, Ilona. Alona's fucking hot AF. I like the mod short haircut and like her big lips and like uh-huh. the big eyes. Yeah. Countess Bathory, Elizabeth Bathory, is played by Delphine Sirig. Love. She does a bang up performance. So good. And I was, I was, you know, reading about this and her character was based like visually purposely on Marlene Dietrich. Yeah, I can see that. And the director put Countess Bathory in the Nazi color scheme of black, white, and red to sort of show, like, the evilness. Her her performance is she's so poised, and I love that this character is kind of extra, you know? Like, oh. she's kind of always in other people's business. She's really, really social, uh-huh. you know, everything. Uh-huh. She's and fun. Yeah, she is fun. She does seem like a fun lady. I want to have a drink with her. Yeah, so she gets the adjoining suite next to them. Alona and the Countess see Stefan and Valerie eating dinner and they both want Valerie. Yeah. 
Ilona is jealous. But she also seems very depressed. Because remember, count like she seems super depressed. She's like, I just want to die sometimes. <laughs> you know, Countess is not emotionally caretaking for her at all. No, and a sad girl. She is super sad. And also, it's like, how long has Alona been alive? Like, we don't know. She seems she's like tired. a fresh. She seems like a new young vampire. Oh, you think so? Yes, she's got she's got the youthful energy. Also, like, remember the Countess is like won't let her eat. She's like, like Alona's like, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry. Oh, she's like training her. Uh, kind of, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, no, like you have to wait. You know, it's mm-hmm. like she's manipulative, yeah, of course. and she's you know, manipulative. she's a shitty partner. So there is these stories in the newspaper where it's like young women keep being murdered with their throats slit. And Stefan is like weirdly interested in this story. So then they go to Bruges, like they go in town and they see a murder, like they see the police in front of this house and there has been another murder and they see the body like being brought outside of the house on a gurney and the hand is hanging out. Stefan's like way too into this. And then there's a little foreshadowing because he pushes. Yes. So Valerie is, like, trying to, like, push him away, like, pull him away from the scene. And he, like, slaps her. And she's like, who did I just fucking marry? Uh, yeah. And she's like, you were too into that. Like, what the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah, she's like, I'm scared of you. Yeah. So then they come to the hotel. They meet the countess. And she is like, oh, join me for a drink. Oh, please, please, please. Like, she's very insistent. Yeah. But delicately so. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, charming. She is charming, but she's also, like, really pushy. Yeah. But she does it in sort of this silky manner. Stefan and Valerie, they have drinks with the Countess. They all start talking about the crimes. She also starts talking about, like, and how she... So she is Elizabeth Bathory. Elizabeth Bathory is a real historical person who was a Countess, and she murdered young women and drank their blood because she thought that was the preservation of youth. She would bathe in it. She would bathe in it. And also, she sexually tortured these women female victims so countess and stefan are like talking about this they get way too into it countess like puts her hands over his shoulders they're like they are having now this is what i'm calling they're having a true crime orgasm like it's like a mental orgasm where they're just like getting real stoked about talking about this true crime all the details like stefan is like panting countess bathory she's like it's so interesting yet so revolting and i'm like that is our relationship with true crime right now you know like this is every woman in america with just like murder shows on her netflix queue yeah yeah Yeah. no but she's sexually turned on by them that's oh she totally is and so is stefan he's sexually turned on by violence to women yeah and she's like, oh, yes. And, like, she's, like, running her face. Valerie is sitting right there. They're Valerie's in the like, hotel lobby. You guys are lobby. disgusting and have problems. And, and it's, it's like, just... It's just, like, thinking like, about murdering women. Yeah. What is happening? And it's also, like, okay, you're basically cheating on me with this woman talking about true crime and getting, like, a boner. I don't know. And then Valerie is like, stop it! I thought that girl's performance was a little bit black. It was supposed to be like that. I don't know. She's always like, Stefan! But I think it's, like, they made her character like that. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, and they also meet Ilona, and there's a part where, like, Countess hands her drink to Ilona, and Ilona dumps it out in the plant real <gasps> Ilona quick. Ilona's so mad. Dude, Ilona, well, but it's also because the Countess can't drink it. She can only drink blood. Yeah. But, like, Ilona is just, like, this girl is miserable. <laughs> she is just... I, I feel so she, over it. She needs to go to therapy. <laughs> she she needs to get out of this toxic relationship, and then she needs to go to therapy. Yeah. You know? essentially a prisoner. Absolutely. Okay. So then there's this whole thing, like, later where Valerie is, like, in the hotel room, topless. Valerie hears, like, this noise. Alona's, like, outside the window, like, Alona's completely naked. Too. Alona is starving. <laughs> She's so hungry, and the countess won't let her eat. So, yeah, like, Alona's, like, outside the window, like, like naked. I'm and Valerie's, yeah, and Valerie's like, Stefan, Stefan. 
seven. Then like they come in and the countess is like, oh, let's check the next room. See if the window was open because they think an intruder tried to come in. Yeah. The countess goes next door and sees Alona. Alona's like uh, naked over the toilet, like dry heaving. She's, I don't understand why, but she's so hungry. hungry. Like, you know, when you get hungry, you get nauseous. I guess. Yeah. She's like. That's her. Yeah, and the Countess is like, you couldn't wait, could you? She's like a bad mom. She's like an almond mom. She's her lover. Oh, God, yeah, it's so terrible. She's bad. So anyway, Valerie is like, I just want to be with Stefan. Like, she's trying to tell the Countess to go away. So then we cut to, there's a scene of Stefan finally calls his mom. And who answers but a very fabulous, wealthy gay man. Not a mother. So we learn that Stefan was actually a kept man. He is basically financially dependent on this guy. Like, he doesn't have any career or money. So that's also, like, a tension point in this relationship with Valerie because he doesn't want to tell her. Nevertheless, that does not excuse his behavior that he displays throughout the rest of this fucking movie. Or since the beginning, honestly. Let's get on to that. So the next sex scene, it's like thunderstorming out. Valerie and Stefan, like they start having sex. He gets out a fucking belt and And starts starts beating beating her her with it. Yeah, yeah. Again, this movie, if you guys are going to watch, like, be prepared to see some pretty... Violence. Like, really awful... Violence towards women. Physical abuse towards a woman. So just, it's a great movie, but just, like, warning on that if you watch it. He, like, is smacking her with the belt. It's thunderstorming outside. It's awful. Then we see them wake up the next morning, and she's got welts on her leg, and he's holding the belt as he went to sleep like a teddy bear. So then Valerie tries to leave, and as soon as she's about to get on the train, the Countess Mm -hmm. intercepts her. Mm -hmm. Before all of that, we see the Countess tell Ilona, do the plan that I told you to do. So the Countess has this whole premeditated plan. She basically assigns Ilona to seduce Stefan. Yeah. So she can corner in on Valerie. Valerie. All right, this is actually kind of a sexy marathon, what I'm going to go through here, because there's two intercut scenes, one showing physical seduction and one showing intellectual emotional seduction. Yeah. So Ilona, let's cut to the physical seduction. So she seduces Stefan. She somehow comes into his bed. Bedroom. Yeah. Steph is asleep. Like, he doesn't seem alarmed at all. No. Like, excuse me. This woman yeah. just broke and entered into your room. She's like naked. At least she didn't go through the window this time. Yeah. Because clearly that <laughs> earlier attempt failed. <laughs> so she like wakes him up. She gets on top of him, kisses down his chest and stomach. It is inferred that she is going to give him a BJ. Yeah. Then we cut to the Countess and Valerie. So this is like the intellectual seduction where she is sort of speaking to her and is sort of like being very emotional caretaky mm-hmm. and like, you know, whatever. She's convincing her to come back. Yeah. Then we cut to Elona and Stefan again. They're both naked. She's on top. Mm-hmm. He like tries to like slowly move his hands to her boobs. Oh yeah, that's a cool scene. And she covers them up so he can't. Yeah. So it's like even Elona is like she's really not like she's I don't really not do this. I'm just Elona. Yeah, it's she's carrying out an Asana task basically, yeah. so she could check that off her to do list. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then, so she's, like, straddling him. Then she lays back, like, by his feet, and Stefan is, like, shuddering, and their, like, hands are kind of touching. Are they fucking? Yeah. Is that a sex position? It could be, yeah. I'm so curious. I'm so curious. Backwards But it's, like, it's, like, yeah, I guess. But anyway, so (laughs) he's, like, panting. Stefan's, like, always panting. Maybe he's fantasizing about true crime while he's in bed with Alona. So, anyway, then we cut to the Countess and Valerie back to this intellectual seduction. I like that scene, though. I like what she tells her because I think that's true. Uh, uh Uh-huh. Okay, so Countess goes on, like, this sort of, this whole... 
rant oh, about men. Yeah. Where she she's favorite like, part of the whole movie. She talks about <laughs> how Stefan considers her like he wants an to make object. her a slave, an object, that's a thing for pleasure. Are. That's what all men do. So then there's like this crazy scene, this like murder scene where Alona is like topless watching Stefan and the shower. He, I think he's realizing that she's a vampire. I don't know, but he grabs her like he's like, "Come join me in the and shower." She's like, and she no. does not want to, and I don't yeah. know if vampires can't go in water. Because it said something about water it's, in the beginning. Okay, it did. So she is like terrified. She doesn't want to go in the water. It seems like it's causing her pain. Yeah, he's like basically trying to rape her. Mm-hmm. This is an attempted rape scene. Yeah, he loves that shit. It's disgusting. So anyway, she struggles. They get into like this physical struggle somehow. It's like the craziest circumstances ever. Yeah. She's sliding around. She accidentally puts her hand on his like his razor, which is like one of those, you know, old school school, like straight razors. She cuts her hand. Then like they kind of wrestle around a bit and somehow Ilona gets impaled by the razor, and because she's a vampire, and because I guess it's technically a stake, it in her kills heart. her. Yeah. Kills her. So we see Alona, like, naked, lying down on the bathroom floor, bush, boobs, everything. Valerie and Countess walk in. Countess, like, has Valerie kind of, like, seems to have gotten her after, like, she gave her the anti-men rant. Valerie's like, oh my god, yes. Countess tells Valerie they shouldn't report it. She kisses Valerie on the lips for the first time. So then Valerie is kind of, like, under the spell of her. Yeah. So Spell of they're like, we're not going to call anyone. Let's just put the body in a bag, then throw it out on the beach, which is what they do. And I think it's funny that Stefan has a red little boy's bathrobe on for the rest of, he's got like a short bathrobe on. That's what he's got for the rest of the movie. Fucking man. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they go and they dispose of the body. And then what I think is funny is so like they go back to the hotel. Countess takes Valerie into her room tells Stefan no you stay in there so Stefan is sleeping alone without his wife and then Valerie is like completely under the spell of the countess and Uh we kind of have like this mini sex scene where we see Valerie naked in bed we see her boobs and then like countess like lays her head on Valerie's chest Uh sort of yeah then the next morning we see them wake up and countess asks Valerie does it hurt Valerie says no not at all so we can assume that countess bit her yeah and has started the transformation on her yeah sort of like Nadine Countess is getting really, really clingy and obsessive with Valerie. Like, she hones into her single focus. Like, the amount of concentrated energy and vibes coming out of Countess towards Valerie is also, like, kind of, like, one of those classic lesbian vampire tropes, Mm -hmm. you know? So then we kind of get to, like, this final scene where it's kind of Stefan versus Countess. Oh, yeah. So Countess is kind of manipulating both of them at this point. They, they get into, like, this kind of fight. Um, yeah, they're, like, setting him up. Yeah, they're, like, setting him up. They're, and they're tag-teaming He says point. something to Countess where he's like, I am a man and she is mine. Yeah. My eyes rolled so far yeah, back in my head. It's like, of course. Stefan starts slapping Valerie and basically trying to rape her right in front of the countess. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Then this is crazy how he dies. So, so cool. Countess and Valerie are like both wrestling him, trying to kill him. They knock over this crystal punch yeah. bowl. Stefan's already on the ground with his arms splayed out. Yeah. The punch bowl happens to break into two perfect pieces. And they just the, boom. Sh- the sharded ends of which fall perfectly on his wrist. So cool. So he's like immediately dead. Yeah. And then Valerie and Countess both start feeding on him. I love it. So the movie ends, basically. So Countess and Valerie are leaving. Uh-huh. They're leaving the hotel to go somewhere else. They get into... But they're, like, madly in love with each other. <sighs> yeah. There was some sort of, like, awakening for Valerie. Maybe. I, yeah. No, with, I... With, like, I, yeah. men and understanding and then also, like, having this power as, like, a vampire. I liked... At I liked the that. end. Yeah. So they're driving away. The whole thing is they're trying to beat the sunlight. Yeah. The sun is rising super, super fast. But they're, they're like, also, like, both getting turned on by this. Yeah, they are both getting turned... I don't know. It's 
they're crazy. So <laughs> anyway, it is clear that they are not going to fucking not make it. Be. As soon as the sun rises, they both get like kind of jolted, jolted and are clearly like the sun is wow. affecting them. They can't drive. Yeah. The car spins out of complete control. It crashes. Yeah. Countess gets thrown out of the car mm-hmm. and impaled Pailed. on a branch of a fallen tree. And that looks so cool too. Yeah. But that counts as a wooden stake. Yeah. So she is officially dead. The car explodes. Yeah. Basically, it's like, okay, they both have to be dead. Yeah, have to be dead. Then we cut to a three months later epilogue, and we see Valerie talking to a young couple, couple. but she's speaking in the Countess's voice. Yeah. It's not Valerie's voice anymore. I know. So Valerie that. is the new predator. I guess yeah. Elizabeth Bathory continued. How? Her soul came into Valerie. Like I, her I don't devil know. soul. I don't know. Weird. Any final thoughts about Daughters of Darkness? Uh, Daughters of Darkness. I want to be a Daughter of Darkness. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd wear the wardrobe. Which brings me to my question for you. What? Whose Uh-oh. wardrobe no, do you gonna... want be out so... of these three movies? This is going to be really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Daughters of Darkness. Okay, nice. I just think Daughters of Darkness is like very stylized mm-hmm. in like a really cool way. Yeah. And like very glam. Mine is Vampires. I want Miriam's entire wardrobe. Yeah. That dress that she was wearing. So black. With the sheer. Deep V-neck dress with sort of like, it was like there was almost feathers Mm -hmm. on the shoulder. And then she had that, like that black crystal Mm. choker. Gorgeous. Oh my God. I freaked out about that dress. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Cool. Well. Right Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time for our second part of this series. This is what we're doing all October. of October. Sapphic, blood-sucking seduction, gonna, part two. We're just going to talk about vampires for the rest of the month. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sex in the Cinema. You can find us on Instagram at Sex in the Cinema Pod. And also, feel free to reach out to us on email at sexinthecinemapod at gmail.com. Um, at some point, we're going to get our shit together to make a TikTok. Uh, Maggie will be handling that. And uh, thanks for listening and see you next time.